Beginning the track, a 52-episode introduction to Star Trek. We should make an announcement first. Oh, okay. We ha- we have a brand new format. Ta-da! Starting with this episode. Here we go. So um, one of the pieces of feedback that we got from more than one person was uh, to break things up into segments. So that's what we'll be doing going forward. So we're changing formats. And uh, we're going to be adding some new segments in and dividing the show up a little bit so that it could be uh, a little easier to, to follow. Uh, so we'll be starting with a quick introduction. That's what you're hearing now. And we'll slide right into Let's Talk Spoilers. Going forward, spoilers are going to start to become a big thing because the storylines are going to continue and we're going to be jumping further as we get into the next generation and some of the others. We'll include the 10-sentence synopsis. In the spoiler, okay. Yeah, because that's a spoiler. That's that's like the big spoiler of the show we're doing. That makes complete sense. If you don't want not only that spoiled, but all of like the original series, or just start at the beginning. Episode one is a great place to start, and if you haven't seen Star Trek, really, really do it from the beginning. There's a reason we put them in this order. After that, we'll be doing our Let's Talk episode like we've been doing in all of uh, all of our episodes so far. So that's when Jessica and I are going to engage in the conversation about the episode of the week. And then following that is when we're going to do the Let's Talk Trek, which we often have put in with the episode because it comes up kind of naturally that way. But we're going to be splitting it out and anything that's overall Trek, overall characters, trivia, stuff like that is going to be put there, right? That's the place. And then we finish it all up with Let's Talk Next Week. And that's when we'll be discussing the next episode that we'll be watching and uh, discussing any little hints of things that you might want to go look at before you see it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so that's our new format. Yes. I guess. Uh, Welcome to the new, the the new and improved. New and improved. Beginning the trek. There you go. So let's talk spoilers. Okay, let's talk spoilers. And the first spoiler is going to be what? All of Space Seed? Yes, we're going to spoil. So this is it, folks. If uh, if you haven't watched Space Seed yet, Jessica's about to do her 10-sentence synopsis. This is your last chance to go back and watch the episode first uh, or watch it again if you want to. And then come back and enjoy the rest of our conversation. Okay. Are you ready, Jessica? I'm ready. Let's hear it. The Enterprise is doing its enterprise thing and comes across SS Botany Bay, an old Earth spaceship from the 20th century with a group of superhumans who are in hibernation. When Kirk and team, along with a rather weak-willed historian Marla MacGyvers, beam over, the sleeping leader Khan wakes up choking. Marla stares and fall in love sappily, while McCoy says to take him out of his chamber or he'll die. The handsome and charismatic, sarcastic quote-fingers Sheik warrior wakes up in sickbay and after threatening McCoy's life is given full access to, you know, everything. Khan seduces and intimidates Marla because he needs her help to revive his underlings to take over the Enterprise. Once they do take over, Marla suddenly grows a backbone and saves Kirk, who then saves everyone else by gassing the room and setting people free, but that includes Khan. And Kirk finds him in the engine room where he, or rather the stunt guys, fight it out. Kirk wins by taking a pipe and beating Khan in the back until he's knocked out. In the end, Khan is on trial and given the option of prison or the planet below, which is clearly uninhabited, because if it's not, Kirk's a sweaty armpit of a captain. 
He also gives the option to Marla, who loses her backbone that she had just grown and decides to stay in her abusive relationship with Khan. Kirk is happy that the evil guys are swept under a rug. The victim of abuse is happy that she's chosen her own fate. And Khan is willing to, as Paradise Lost says, reign in hell, then serve in heaven. All right, technically that was 11. Oh, okay. But there was a lot with Khan, and I skipped the entire dinner part, so. That's true. I thought that was... Yeah. No, you. That was that was great. I'll I'll give you a pass because it's Khan. Khan gets every pass that could be given to him. If it, listen in the in a world of tens, if ever there was an eleven, it's him. <laughs> so we know how Andy feels about the episode. Why don't we talk episode then? Let's uh, let's do that on the other side of the special effect. Space seed. Shall we talk episode? Uh, let's talk episode. I want to talk characters because this episode seemed to be a lot of wills kind of bouncing off of each other, characters just playing off of each other. That seemed to be the entire point of this episode from what I saw. That was a lot of it. Yeah. How how our two, our, our main protagonist and main antagonist deal with one another, how he deals with the other people in the crew. But overall, I can't figure out whether I absolutely hate this episode. And I think I've figured out some good reasons why. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the fact that I hate this episode makes it brilliant. And I don't know, and it's a little bit infuriating, and it's one of those episodes, and I've had this feeling before of just like, are they actually as clever as I think they are? Because I think they are, because 50 years later, we're doing a podcast about how clever they are, so probably yes, in which case, is that more antagonizing or less? Anyway, we'll get to that, but it's it's kind of the at the very end. So first, like, let's just start, let's start with Khan, because this was my, aside from having seen... Cumberbatch's version, because I did watch the new movies right. with the alternate timeline, so I might as well establish that. Uh, this was my first time meeting Khan as he was originally written. Yes. Uh, so this actor, great job. Mm-hmm. His name is Ricardo Montalban, and he was a very big actor back in, uh, wow, through through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, Wow. He, yeah, okay. movies, television, very big. One of the things that I remember him best for was he played Mr. Rourke on Fantasy Island. He was uh, uh, every week uh, delivering wishes to the people that would visit his island. Oh, see, that sounds like way better than him in this show. Oh, he was a sweetheart in in Fantasy Island. I would I would like that. I love seeing this is like Alan Rickman. I know he plays well, R.I.P. It's I, he played amazing bad guys, but he played really great good guys too. And I like to see that that way. I don't hate the actor. I can just hate the character mm. because Khan got under my skin, and it's maybe me. Obviously, he was supposed to. He's evil. He's bad. At least I hope so, because if you don't see that in him, that's scary. (laughs) Whole egotistical despot. Is that how you say that? I don't know if I've ever... Dictator vibe was, oh, got under my skin. He's so evil. And I just wanted somebody to stab him in the face. Not the actor, the character. Yeah. Because obviously the actor is very good if he can make me feel that way about the character. Yeah. Oh. The arrogance. Oh. 
<laughs> and you can keep that disgusting sound in there. <laughs> I, I will. I will keep that disgusting sound in there because it totally it totally says how you feel about him. And yes. it, it was interesting because I watched this with with the scrutiny of your eyes. Okay, that, that I've never been able to watch before, and and it's not like I haven't seen a level of confidence, a level of arrogance, a level of borderline. You know, I mean, monomaniacal, like, he was, the things that he wanted were so clear, and there was, yeah. you, you could just tell there was nothing and no one that was going to get in his way. and Right, that it's built in, yep. Yeah, and that's that's a tribute to the actor. Uh, that's a tribute to Ricardo Montalban because um, the goal of any actor is to find out what their character wants and then to go after it with whatever with whatever tools they have available. And it was it was so interesting to see how powerful he was and even how dangerously powerful he was in manipulating. MacGyvers and All of you know, them. oh wow! Except Spock. Shout out to dear Mister Spock because he's the only one on the ship who doesn't get taken in by the charisma, and actually calls other people. He's like, really, really, yeah. That's uh, you. The people who are listening to this can't see me, but I am with Spock on this one. Like, really. You're going to be admiring this, really? Anyway, no, no. It's, <laughs> I, Spock has has that. Um, what was the the line that that Kirk says? Uh, we can we can admire him and be against him at the same time, right? And he says that's irrational. And and, and Spock and, says and, it's irrational. And Kirk right? is like, "Yep, totally, is. completely, hundred <laughs> percent, absolutely." You know why? Human. I'm a human. Yep. <laughs> uh, but. But just wow, uh, the although uh, McCoy, best scene I've seen him in ever so far, and I think we're almost at the end of the original series, so I don't know if I'm going to see better from him. But the scene he deals with Khan spot on because that is how you handle a bully: you look him straight in the eye and you say, "I am not afraid of you." If you're going to kill me, kill me. And what is it? Uh, I think I actually wrote this down. It was such a powerful scene. I was just like, oh, you nailed it. Uh, either choke me or slit my throat. Well, you, when when Khan wakes up in the hospital bed and, yes. and McCoy comes in. Yeah. it's it's a, it, yeah. I love that moment. And for Khan to just relinquish the knife at that point, it's like he, he took – McCoy took away all of his power in that moment. Unfor- unfortunately – Khan finds yeah. more power real soon. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and he felt like a doctor in a lot of this, I thought. I thought. Yeah, he did all the doctory things and uh, he didn't even say, "Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor or I'm a or wait, no, I screwed that up." <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a I uh, all the fans know. Even people who aren't fans know that one. And I finally uh, got to hear the line that you've been talking about because I think uh, in episodes you talk about how he he doesn't like the transporter. Yes, and he finally and he finally says go. so. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it may have been there subtly before, but now now that you see it, now that you know it's there, there it is. 
He actually said, yeah, yeah, he says the words. So that was cool to see. I was like, Andy told me about that. Yeah, no, that's a that's a part of his character. That's part, I, which is so, so charming. McCoy grows on you. I did not like him all mm-hmm. that much at first, and now uh, it's they've got a vibe. You, I can see it. And then the you've talked again about the Kirk Spock McCoy thing going on, and I still think Scotty is like the grandpa of the group. Which I have to give it up. The only time we see Scotty uh, is when they've taken over the engineering and they're all sitting there and the gas comes in. Yes. Uh, and the first thing, and I caught this because it's a wild kind of thing, but he turns around and punches the guy and then runs out. That's such a great Scotty moment. I, I liked that. Um, he, he, <laughs> Scotty gets beat up a little bit in this episode. Um, there's another moment where where they are calling into engineering and Khan has taken over the, that area and he's the one that gets hit. So, uh, you know, to prove that to prove they got yeah. us. So, yeah, they beat that snot out of Scotty yeah. a little bit. He got a tiny bit of revenge after that. He's like, ah, I wish Ahura would have done the same thing. They all kind of like the rest of them kind of just fell over or started grappling for things in the room. Uh, But he went right after it. I was like, yeah. How did you feel about Uhura in this episode? I know that there wasn't a lot that she did. But but... she did one thing really well that Uh I and Everybody who's seen this episode, because she gets smacked and stands right back up like, don't you dare. Yeah. And that, I was just like, yes. Yeah, that's, um, not, a, that's not a crying victim. Sh- nope. That she is was not a- weak-willed. There's mm-hmm. no, yeah. I. And thank God, because let's contrast that. If you want to talk Mac- MacGyver's. Is that her name? That's right? M- Marla MacGyver's, yeah. It's, it's not MacGyver. No, like it's MacGyver's. With the, MacGyver's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because she is not strong at all. <laughs> no, she's... There's nobody calling her strong. Well, yeah, and, and you know, they even show, like, some some distraction at the very beginning when when Kirk is asking her for a report, but she's so distracted looking at all of the the people that she doesn't answer him right away. And it's a subtle moment, but... It's there. You can see that she's already falling under the charm of this group of people that is like part of her specialty. She's a historian. I don't think it was subtle. <laughs> okay, maybe it wasn't. Maybe. Isn't that she funny? Was, I mean, I, she gets called out later for being unprofessional, and she's uh, like, "Oh well, I guess so." Maybe it's not so. Maybe that's Andy showing up again. As you know, I saw it when I was young. Mm, and so for it, me, I, I needed to be hit over he- the head a little bit. But for me, it felt it felt like you could see that build. You could see in her character that she was she was more interested in what was going on with those people than she was what was going on on, on our ship. I found I didn't necessarily like her because, of course, I enjoy her being strong and you don't know, smack her around. Uh, so I didn't necessarily, but I did understand this character. And this is part of where, was this intentional or was this, this character and her relationship with Khan, was it meant, it's very much an abusive relationship. I thought that was really obvious the way, but he gives, Khan gives MacGyver's every kind of chance to walk away. And yet, isn't that what we do? I'm trying to think of like, isn't that what we do with victims of abuse in our lives? It's just like, well, you can walk away. There are places that'll help you and there are things. And then we end up blaming them for staying. And I 
I don't know if this was intentional because in the very end, spoiler alert, she stays with Khan. And I was just like, that's not okay. Like that is the, this is a huge part of, I, I don't, I had a hard time with that ending. Real, real hard time with that ending just because of MacGyver's and her relationship with Khan. Sure. Well, there's a lot about that ending that's yet to be explored. Um, the idea that this this man who is essentially a criminal and who was essentially a criminal back on Earth, mm-hmm. um, pretty clear, was given an opportunity to to you know go down to a even an inhospitable planet, to go down to a planet and continue to live his life, and that she basically having committed mutiny, right, right, you know, and 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 sided with somebody whose plan was. Clearly, to take over the ship, he even said so. I intend to take this ship. Um, her duty should have been pretty clear then, and instead, she sided with him, yeah. and she and she got off. Um, I don't know if justice would have been served by arresting either or both of them, trying them, convicting them, and making them sit, or or sending them down to the planet. Uh, I guess we'll have to find out what happens in the future before we know whether or not that works out was punishment enough i don't know was it a good idea Hmm, i'm gonna go with spock and be like no no it's not a good idea well wasn't it interesting at the end how spock that that last bit when he says it would be it would be interesting to to come come back back in in a hundred years years. and spock is pretty long-lived he could do it right you know um spoiler alert we don't wait a hundred years oh well, seeing as how I know the name of the movie, and I've seen and you know where he is, Cumberbatch. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that that this is not that far sure. off. Well, yeah. Let me, let me let me just real quickly address the J.J. Abrams movie. The 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 okay the, alternate time alternate yeah, the timeline. Benedict, the Benedict yep. Cumberbatch. Um, they call it the Kelvin timeline. So, and I'll just talk about all three of those movies. So, starting in 2009. Um, uh, well, now we're talking track. We are talking track. Okay, I just wanted. But to, we're not. But we're not because this is really about Khan. Khan. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea where this will be. We'll figure out where this <laughs> goes. We'll figure out where this goes. There you go. <laughs> Our first controversy. Sorry, not to distract you. Our yes. <laughs> first, uh, we. Uh, our format. We have to change our format again. Um, so the 2009 story was a, a a deliberate departure from the timeline, even to the point where they said before Kirk ever even got going, like at the moment of Kirk's birth, everything changed and now we're on a different path. And so they went their own way. And the, the, the Into Darkness movie, which was the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, who later turns out to mm-hmm. be the same character, Khan, we're meeting him for the first time. So they didn't recreate Wrath of Khan, this is kind of the way they're saying they recreated Space Seed, how we first met Khan. Oh, okay. Because we're right, meeting sure. Khan in 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 Space Seed for our first time. Well, Kirk is meeting Khan for his first time in that movie as well. So um and I didn't think that I didn't want that story retold. I don't need that story to be retold. I know how Kirk and Khan met. You know, I know the fight. I yeah. know the fight that they had, and how Khan almost won. 
you know, almost killed Kirk. Right. Tried to kill Kirk, almost did. No, but you know what? I would like to say, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch did an incredible job and I can see it. Obviously, he watched Space Seed because there are moments when he does the same thing uh, when Cumber and this impressed me way back when I, I wasn't even watching Star Trek. I just went to see the movie because it was a big deal. And when he gets up, he makes he's standing behind the glass and he gets up and he stretches his chest and he does something in his pre like with his presence on that set, and it makes Kirk and Spock look like children. Yeah, and I think that this actor. I forgot his name again. Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo did the same thing where he dominated his the presence of the room. He was he was muscle and and you don't even I don't think you need to be muscled to do that. He just did it with his presence. Uh, and I thought both actors actually did an incredible job with that character making. He's five times as powerful. Well, you better look it on screen. You better make me feel that. And they totally did. Both of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was only the lucky shot that Kirk got on him with that whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. I don't I don't buy that I, I, entire fight for a second. I didn't buy that fight either. And it was it was a bummer because again, watching it with new eyes, uh, and just and, and seeing where they swapped out the the stuntman. Oh. Oh, so many. It wasn't even Kirk fighting, which is ridiculous because I've seen Kirk do way different moves. He can do that. Like, or I'm sorry, not Kirk. Shatner. I've seen Shatner do those moves. Sure. So I don't know why we had to get full frontal face of the stunt guy. I would say there were probably contracts and lawyers and executives mm. and insurance people and all kinds of folks involved that made that decision. Rather, well, 50 years later, I want to say it doesn't work. Rather than actors and directors. And you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. It didn't work. But uh, okay. So they get in a big fight. Khan, right. Khan almost wins. And Kirk gets in a lucky shot and overpowers him. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> but no, I don't want to move on. I want to. I actually oh. want to explore how this could have been better because I had this idea. The ego of Khan is so big that I do not believe he would have followed through with the threat to overload the ship, basically self-destruct the ship, right? Okay. So I think that Kirk should have turned to him and said, yeah, I'm ready to die on this ship. Are you? And I think he would have won, and I think it would have been more Kirky to win, to outsmart this guy who's ooh so devious by playing to the psychology of he's not going to let himself die. He's mm. a dictator. He's he needs to keep going to control other people and bend their wills to his. Yeah, I, so anyway, missed opportunity. Well, and at this point in, in in Khan's arc, and of course I know what Wrath of Khan. Has. Oh, what happens? Yeah. What happens there? So, so um, once we complete his story, or we get through that, um, we'll see where you are with with those opinions. I'm really curious. Where that's you are. yeah. No, see, that's totally fair. And this is why I'm like, oh, the rating of this one was so hard. I know he's in more. Well, and, uh, yeah, and it might change the way I feel. But yeah, right now, no. Well, and if that's I, I, hmm, as we. As I assigned you this episode, mm -hmm. I, I sat here and said, I have no 
clue. Whether you're going to love this episode, hate this episode, hate that you love it, love that you hate it. Love that I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, because because it's so rich and there's so much in it and it's so authentic and Mm -hmm. real. And yet some of the stuff that happens in it, especially the con dominance stuff, is is just disturbing and uncomfortable. When he takes MacGyver's hand. Yes. And, and you could just see him just, just squeezing it. And she, you know, where she ends up down on her knees and it's metaphorical and it's not that yeah. it's, a, it, that was the total control, total dominance, willing to do anything that it takes. And while it was creepy and while it was, you said the word evil. Yeah, it's evil. From his, from his perspective, we're superior. We should lead. The fact that you can't see that should not matter. I'm going to make it happen. Right. He was evil from his point of view. He was just doing what seemed like the thing to do. I know I'm the best leader. Therefore, I need to be in charge of this ship. And right now, the obstacle is this idiot named Kirk who wants to be the leader. And I'll manipulate whatever pretty thing is standing in front of me so that I can get there. Sure. And Kirk and Kirk has done that a time or two in his career. Oh, the hypocrisy of him calling her out for being distracted and attracted. I wanted to throw my shoe at my TV. (laughs) I could not believe the words. And then McCoy is like, yeah, you're so good at psychology. And I'm like, excuse me? How dare you call this woman out for being attracted to an alien man that you just came across? Mind completely blown. Yeah. So, the, tra- so is, this part, is this part of you loving that you hate it or hating that you love it? I can't tell. No, that's point. just out and out me hating it. <laughs> that specific moment was me out and out hating. I was. I cannot. I, wow. Because that one didn't seem intentional. That one seemed, honestly, she was attracted to this and it it did bad things on our landing mission, like, without even giving a thought to. Was there, you tell me, was there thought given to the fact that Kirk has done this almost literally every episode? Well, I, I, it certainly didn't, it didn't show up in the dialogue, it didn't show up in the story, but how do you not say, hey, you know, all those, all those Women that you seduce, remember when you seduced the, hey, Spock, remember when you seduced the Romulan commander, you know, a version of the same thing. You're just manipulating somebody over there with your attractiveness, with your charisma to get them to do what you want them to do. How are you? How are you any better, different, you know, in a way, two, two sides of the same coin, right? Well, no, I'm not even talking because those I think those examples are them doing the mission. But how many times has Kirk been distracted enough to let things happen that shouldn't have happened? Or how many times has Kirk uh, almost changed the entirety of history Mm -hmm. because he didn't want his girlfriend to die? Um. If, At least once, because that's... If, pretty, you're, if you're asking for an actual number, I need to do a little math in my head. No, but that's... I think those are the moments that are... You, you, I got to call you out on that. It's totally hypocritical. And, and you can look at it from the point of view of, look, 
I do that out there, and I don't want that being done on my ship and to me, so you watch yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I get that there's a connection that you have to this guy, but you better watch yourself. Right. Because you don't work for him. Turns out she did. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Which, uh, that would have been a really interesting twist. I did have this thought uh, when she leaves that maybe Kirk recognized not just the attraction, but the uh, the not brutality, but the sneakiness, or obviously this guy's going to do something. He's made it pretty clear he's he's not a good guy at the table. Yeah. And they're evaluating each other, and it would have been really awesome to see Kirk taking that in and then going to her, and maybe we didn't see this exchange, but saying, hey, you go with your attraction to him. Remember your loyalties here, and be user as a spy. Uh, that would have been... Now, and, inter- and I had that thought, and then it wasn't true. She just lost a spine and then grew one again. I don't know. You know what's interesting? I I, I so know this story. Mm-hmm. The possibility of him using her as a tool to get information from him, mm-hmm. to keep an eye on him, never occurred to me. Because I'm so... Used I'm, to. I'm just used to that that didn't happen, that it didn't occur to me that that's a possible strategy. That's a brilliant strategy that he could it have It really used. would have been. Yeah. And didn't. Because, he yeah, didn't. because, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Because it was luck. Let's be honest. Khan won. Oh, yeah. Yeah, out and out he won, and Kirk was really lucky. Yes. And then he lets him go. Well, unbelievable. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, to terrorize another planet. I don't understand. Like, it's not like anything bad will come of it. He's just going to take over this other world and it'll be fine. Nothing bad will happen there. <laughs> well, now, it, it, it seemed to me, and I would hope that there was no intelligent life on that planet, that it was basically just like it's an. It's it's a fertile hunting ground. It's a fertile place for you to, you know. Right. You, because he did say you want to tame a world. I don't think he was saying go conquer that world. Oh, that's exactly how I took it. Isn't which it? to oh, me, wow. that, yeah, no, I assumed that this was full of continents, full of people, that he's going to be like, all right, go play Alexander. Wow. No, yeah. I don't believe that that was ever Kirk's intention. I can't imagine that Kirk would actually set a a dictator loose on a on a planet and and alter their history. That's Kirk's job. That's Kirk's job to alter <laughs> well, the history. That really, I the, this is giving me a whole new thing because it's not nearly as bad if he sets them down. I mean, it's still awful. Why would you set? Why would you just let somebody? What is wrong with you, Kirk? Well, it was it, go by God. So so what do you do with the guy? Do you do you just try him, convict him? Do you do you know at some point how how do you what do you try him for? Crimes against humanity 300 years earlier back in the 90s? Uh how about trying attempted murder? That's literally just one. Could be. I, like, I, possibly. There are so many crimes the, that he's had could like But then, what do you then? do with him? You put him in a cage? You you I mean, you're right. You could uh, do you could do any of no. that. This is an age-old question that I'm, I'm, everybody's got their answers. Do you believe in the death penalty? Or do you pay for them to live out their lives because it's brutal to kill somebody? But I haven't seen anything from the Federation to say, this is how we handle our criminals as much as Kirk runs into them. I'm curious to know how the writers 
of the original series would handle. Apparently, you don't handle it. You do exactly what colonialism thought to do to Australia, which right. uh, for me personally sounds horrifying. You don't just exile criminals to uh, the already populated yeah, yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we can – hopefully we could take that off the table. I, it, it, it literally, until you mentioned it for the first time, never occurred to me that – and anybody oh, would think that he would set Con loose on an actual like society of people. But I will tell you, mm. we are going to revisit SETI Alpha 5. Where he got dropped. Where he was left. And there was nobody there. Okay. Thank you. That makes because I really did at the end, I was like, I don't know if you could have more clear of a message with the reference to Australia that colonialism yay. I, I was flabbergasted. Yeah, the only ones that are there are the people from from Khan's group. So that might change my rating. Not gonna lie, I was so at the end of this, I was just wow, Trek, wow. I was very, wow, and, and, and I don't have the words for how wow I was. I went on a bike ride and I was angry, <laughs> and then I didn't know like, does that make it more brilliant? Are you so? Are you so dark? In the way that you watch science fiction now, has science fiction gotten so dark that you see that in in science fiction from the sixties? I mean, that it's really interesting that your mind went there because my mind has never gone there. Well, yeah, well, Spock mentioned like it's savage. I, I guess I kind of assumed that there were really primitive people there, and I it, he literally told him go basically go have fun and I'm like how is he going to have fun if he doesn't have people to rule of course I yes I am completely you know what this may speak more to the times that I am viewing right now No I agree Yeah I think people would do this to each other I think that if we had space travel we would do that as a human society and it's awful and i don't want to believe that i just see it in us we're we're not kirk no we're con well um and we're a lot closer in in the historical timeline of star trek to con uh we might as well talk about the the enjoyment this is going to take us totally i won't be so dark no Uh, no, because i wanted to bring up it's really fun when sci-fi puts things in the future that are within a lifespan of the writer. So calling out faster than light travel, that's going to happen next year, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. And then the eugenics war in the mid-90s. Right. Our third world this war. Was, so by now yeah, we've, ha- the, we've yeah. had that. We've had right. that third world war and Khan and all those people. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad one. You remember that, right? No, no, but there are still people talking about designer babies. So it's just kind of the same thing. They they talk about the ethics of stem cell research. They talk about the ethics of of a lot of research and and what's going on around enhancing human beings. Obviously, they think it's a bad idea because they stop doing it after con. They're like, hey, this led to really horrible things. Let's not do that. Right, superior ambition breeds superior. Or superior strength breeds superior ambition, something like that, or something. Superior yeah. strength, yeah, superior, yeah, yeah, superior strength breeds superior true? ambition. Whatever Is it was. Is that like the same thing? Uh, the ultimate, no, uh, power corrupts. Ultimate power 
ultimately whatever yeah absolute power corrupts absolutely (laughs) we're tripping over our sayings today and one of my all-time favorite nerd nerd things to say is with great power also comes Mm. great responsibility um spider-man uh and but what if you have the power and you don't and a lot of you know heck a lot of superhero stuff a lot of Mm spider-man explored how do you deal with the learning to be responsible for the power that you have gained. And there was Khan not being responsible for the power that he gained. It's too close. It's too close to home. It it's... really is, isn't it? So that's ah. why that's why I, I look at this future and say this is the future to spread and to, to get some hope. Uh, I'm so glad to present you, Jessica, with um, the, the hopeful – potential that we set con loose with without actually like wanting to destroy an entire society yes that helps process yes i thank you for giving me the opportunity to correct that because i cannot you never actually gave your rating you said that it was either you haven't given your rating yet right i have not i'm still process i'm I think I'm still processing what the rating is going to be because what you just said definitely changes this because I really did. I was like, holy crap, Oli. I, I, in my notes, I said, Kirk just made some serious decisions to F with an entire planet. How is this any better than the wars? Well, let's just see what happens seriously. That was my entire like notes on what I'm going to say to Andy. I am so angry right now with Kirk. Wow. Yes, so passionate. That's, which I, makes this which makes this probably a really good episode. I don't want to admit that. But but it is. <laughs> but and, it is. That's part of it is it, it gets you thinking, it gets you angry. Mm. It gives you did they do the right thing at the end? We really get to explore whether or not this was this resolution was smart. Right, it leaves you with I don't even know. I I think what Kirk needs to do is just sweep the whole thing under the rug. And drop him off on and a just planet. Just drop him off on a planet. Yeah, there's you know, nothing bad will happen out of that. Because nothing. I and just leave him alone. Put it. Put a. Put a sign up. You know. Put a sign on top of the planet that says "Warning: Do not approach this planet because there are bad people down there." Khan obviously read those engineering manuals. He figured out enough to take over the ship. And if you let him down on a planet, is he going to build a ship? Is, oh, is he going to build a ship? Well, and actually, what's what's interesting is, is they stick him down there with his old or parts of his old ship, so like they can live in these containers and stuff yeah, like he'll that. He'll never get those flying. Of course, he's going to take off and try and rule the galaxy. I'm not going to spoil what happens in he- Wrath of Khan because we're going to be watching yeah. it not too not too long from now. Um, we will be, and when we get to, we have, a, we have a lot to talk about, by the way, when we get to next week, let's talk next week because okay. our next few weeks, we're going to kind of lay out a path here because this is it for the original series. This is our this last. This is our final episode that we're watching. Our, <gasps> yes. Of the original series. So any more episodes wow. that you want to watch are going to be outside of our 52. Okay. I really love when sci-fi explores what do you do with an enemy that is better than you, that is smarter, that is stronger, and Star Trek has a lot of that in it. And I think that's one of my favorite motifs. And this one was obviously that. And thank God we got lucky. 
I think I've got everything talked about on the episode itself. Is there anything more you wanted to talk about? You, we need to get a rating from you. It's that time. Oh, I'm- it's that time. We've we've discussed everything on our lists, and all that remains is your rating. And I totally get it. You're still in that. Do I do I love that? I hate this. Do I hate that? I love this. I am. It's like a one and a five all at the same time, isn't it? It is. And then I don't want to go three because because it's not a three. It's a one or it's a five. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the pansy thing and give it three. Three waxed Latin con chests. <laughs> con chests. He's you have quite no the buff idea. little and, and he's got the deep V neck oh, that yeah. goes all the way down to his tummy. <laughs> we may have noticed this. We as in me and the mouse in my pocket. I don't know why I said we. <laughs> Sorry. I can't wait till we get to Rathacon. You ain't seen nothing yet with that chest. It's always exciting when the men just rip up their shirts and toss them off because they're so manly. Well, we'll just have to see what happens when we get there. And I do think there were better episodes, to be honest. I know this is probably a huge favorite, and I can see uh, when you fall in love with a really bad, with a really good bad guy. But he's nowhere near Magneto level bad guy. I certainly can understand you saying that. You do not agree. I, you haven't seen Rathacon yet. Okay, that's fair. You're right. But see, all of these ratings are completely based off of completely newbie experiences. It's not like they're legit. Yeah, and, and that's true. You know, at this point, you're right. He's not Magneto. You're absolutely right. He's more like, uh, you know, in the middle of his his 23rd century origin story. Oh, Okay. Oh, we should say for this episode particularly, uh, you texted me before I actually watched it and you were like, really? You don't know? We talked about eugenics. This is Space Seed. You know what's coming up. You know we're watching a movie. And then that's when it clicked. I was like, oh, smack on the head. This is about Khan. There you go. Yeah. Uh, So I had my prediction where you were like, you should know this. And I was like, I don't know. It's going to be. But it was about Superman, but I thought it was going to be about like a virus that uh, made people in the on the Enterprise turn into super speedy or super strong. Well, I mean, I, obviously, I wor- not I told you you were going to meet Khan. You knew that was going to be one of the right. episodes. I so should, you should have yes. put that together. But look, we're we're so deep into this, and I don't expect you to remember all those little tiny details. That was just me having a little fun. We're talking Trek right now, right? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the movies. Okay. Is there more than one con movie? No. Okay. No, this is the only, there's only one con movie. So we're going to be watching, we're going to be, we're actually going to be watching two movies that, that I'm going to be asking as part of the supplemental for you, Jessica, to watch. There are 13 total movies. Oh, wow. Okay. However, the two movies that I'm going to be asking you to watch are Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek VI. The Undiscovered Country. Now, after Star Trek VI, it moves into – there's a movie that takes place between both generations. So we would stop at six anyway. Okay. So let's talk about the first Star Trek movie because we're not going to be watching that. So Star Trek The Motion Picture um, was the first movie. It came out uh, kind of in response to Star Wars coming out. So there was originally a a series out there that they were working on called Star Trek Phase 2. 
And uh, they were looking at doing that as part of um, um, as part of as a brand new series for Star Trek. But with the success okay. of Star Wars, they went movie. They said, "Let's turn this into a movie." Okay. And they created Star Trek the Motion Picture. And Star Trek the Motion Picture, they um, used every special effect that was available in the book to show a beautiful and ultimately very slow-moving Star Trek show. So not beloved favorite. Not a beloved favorite by a lot of people. Although, again, there are people out there that love all the – there's someone out there that loves every piece of this, even if other people say, how could you possibly? Um, Yes. You're allowed to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So there are people out there for whom Star Trek, the motion picture is the best movie, Uh, but not most, but there was a, there was a whole trying to recapture the youth and the excitement of Star Trek that they had more than a, a decade later. And it didn't, okay. it didn't ring true. Putting putting Kirk and Spock and all these people in these you know these weird tight fitting outfits and, and and trying to modernize the look actually, I didn't think did a great job. But when they got to Star Trek II, and you'll see this when we get there, we're going to explore. All right, we're getting older now. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to. You're gonna have to address it. Yeah, and we do it really early on, right? Right at the beginning of the of the movie. Um, and it's a lot of this movie is going to be exploring Kirk getting older. Um, the yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I, I, pin, 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 pin. No, but it's the it's the it's the line uh, from Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this. I'm getting too old for this, for this thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and there's some moments like that. There's, there's a great moment or two like that where Kirk is like, oh, right. This is what it's like to have to do this. I forgot what it's like. <laughs> yeah. The, the 15 year gap, they do a beautiful job of keeping true to the characters and, and keeping the story going and making it a belief. I think it's a great story. Okay. And, and the motion picture is, God, I mean, you get to meet V'ger. V'ger is a probe that was without. Oh, spoilers! I honestly think that the whole point behind him putting that the Tribble in there was, hey, can we come up with another Star Trek reference that we can throw in here to make the the fans of Star Trek happy? And they thought that the Tribble would be a good idea, and it just it just was. So stupid you are not you are so not a fan of the new movies i'm not i'm really not it just doesn't it's not star trek to me it's it's a shoot 'em up it's uh it's a it's a it's fast and furious in space oh i like that well okay and there's and there's <laughs> nothing like, wrong with a good space adventure there's it's nothing just wrong not star with, trek it's just not star trek to you it's not how does man better himself mm. in any of those three movies you know, we don't really see any striving to achieve anything there. Yeah, there's no, well, yeah, not, not really. If you see it, you let me know. I don't know. It's been such a long time since I saw them, too. It's it's let's kill the big bad guy. It's let's mm-hmm. kill the big bad guy. Yeah, definitely. Then let's kill, let's kill the new big mm-hmm. bad guy. And then we get to let's kill the new, new, new big bad guy. 
There, yeah, there's no moral dilemmas that Kirk has to really work through. There's also somebody right. had, and I finally get why they were complaining about this, but Uhura and Spock getting together uh, now, after having seen the original series, yes. way wrong way to go. Uh, because, mm-hmm. hello, there's a whole thing oh, and, with Sulu. And Sulu is gay, Actually, by the in way. The, in the movies. He's in the movies. I'm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In the first movie, they actually have Sulu um, meet his, or one of the movies, they have Sulu meet his male partner and, oh, with a baby, and I, they walk off together, and that's all they do, but it was like, don't you remember how Sulu right, felt about Right, that Nukura? should have been explored. Did, he was you know, not gay. And I get that the actor, he's awesome, do you, but the character, you can't just yeah. like leave the character in a whole nother, bah. Oh, I'm 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 with the fans on that one, definitely. Right. If Khan's still going to be a super evil Superman, then Sulu is still going to be ah okay yeah nope I'm with y'all on that one. That's frustrating. That's frustrating for fans to be like, did you? That wasn't something you needed to change. You didn't need to. That didn't help your story any. It it didn't do anything except I don't know make you feel good about yourself. Anyway. Right, because because you're now bringing a new issue to light, and you're doing it in a way that pisses off a whole bunch of your old of your fan base. I mean, come on, folks. Yeah, if you want to, I, I think Star Trek fans love. Let's explore the idea of that. Do it in a story. Mm-hmm. Don't just change a beloved character. Okay, done with that. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay, so, you, uh, so you're gonna, starting to understand. I love the this. frustration She's, of that. Yes, I get. You're starting it, to get now. Why, when I said those aren't Star Trek, you're starting to get why. And and this actually kind of goes towards answering that question. You're actually now arguing for Star Trek the way it was. It was. Not the way it is. And you asked me, how did this (laughs) endure? How did this happen? Because you get invested. Because you get invested in what they're up to. Whether whether what they're up to actually – they accomplish the things that they want to or whether they fall short. What they're up to is worthy of exploring. And that is why Star Trek endures. Let's talk next week. Let's talk next week because I'm going to be watching animated. We're done with the original series. Kind of. Not really. Well, we're done. We're not done with the Captain Kirk saga. Okay. But we're but we're done with the original series. This was our last episode. So now it's time for us to move on to the next series. And we're going to we're gonna review it briefly. Um, and that is the little known about animated series of Star Trek. And the animated series, which was created by Filmation back in 1976. So- Filmation isn't like filmation. It's like a studio filmation. Okay. Yes, film filmation. Oh, filmation. Okay. Word. Filmation. <laughs> filmation. Um, and, and it's old style cell animation. Awesome. And, None of the three you know, D nonsense. I kind of like that. It definitely looks it. Uh, but. They did two seasons. Weirdly, they did an episode. They did a 16 episode season and a six episode second season. I don't know why it cut off so quickly. Uh, These episodes are, I believe, great Star Trek stories. They're just told really, really fast. Cool. I like it. (laughs) uh, Because they're 
they're a half hour format. Um, they contain, uh, writers from the original show. They cool. contain the actors. A lot of them who portrayed the original characters are going to be, uh, portraying characters. Cool. William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly. Um, they give a ton of parts to James Dewan, including Scotty, but he does like, Many of the male aliens. Uh, wait, the the voice for Scotty does also a bunch of male alien. Or- yes, and 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 I'm telling you this because I want you to listen for it. Oh, okay, like, listen that sounds for like fun. where you hear his voice show up, and then also listen for Nichelle Nichols, who not only plays Uhura, mm-hmm. but will also play a lot of the female aliens. Cool. And Majel Barrett Roddenberry, okay, who will not only play Nurse Chapel, sure, but will also play a lot of the female aliens, the voice of the computer, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we are nowhere near done with Majel Barrett Roddenberry. Even after we get done with this series, we will still see her again. Cool. She yes. hasn't She hasn't gotten enough. I mean, she got what little girls are made of, but not nearly enough. You have no idea what's coming. She <laughs> gets a whole new character and a whole oh, new series okay. coming up in the next generation. And <laughs> All right. And we're going to do an episode. I, I I have one in mind that we're going to see her again. So, yeah. Uh, but we're talking about the animated series. So yes. we're going to do two episodes from the animated series. Okay. These two episodes um, are just two gems in what I think is a whole pile of Star Trek that people haven't seen yet. So if you like what we're going to watch, I'd encourage you to go back and watch more of the original series. The, orig- the animated series. Yes. And by the way, the end with with these two episodes, you and I, Jessica, mm-hmm. of- officially get back on track with our episode number lining up with the actual with the episode number that you have watched. Okay. Because oh, because we do, we're going to be doing back. we're going to be watching two in one podcast episode. You got it. Because okay. next week we're actually going to we're going to do two episodes. The two we're going to do All right. are called Yesteryear. And the Lorelei signal. The Lorelei, as in like Gilmore Girls. As in the 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 character from the Gilmore Girls. As in, yeah, Lorelei Gilmore. I wouldn't at all. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Lorelei Gilmore was probably named from the same thing that this episode might have been named of. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know? Is that a spoiler? Do we know what that is? I'm not going to tell you why, because okay. the Lorelei signal is, it's a part of mythology, and um, the story directly deals with that piece of mythology. So, cool. uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see these, because I know you've mentioned in yesteryear, we're going into Spock's history, so my predictions are kind of uh, moot, aren't they? Well, they might be a little bit moot. You're more than welcome to predict. And, and uh, um, so let's start with that. Well, okay. why don't we do that? So yesteryear, and I, y- yep, big spoiler already. I right. told you that we're going to go take a look at Spock. We're going to meet his sellot, that teddy bear. The quote fingers yep. teddy bear with fangs. Yeah, uh, so, so. This is going to be him getting bullied as a kid and using his logic and scientific brain to just charm everyone because that's what he does. <laughs> Okay, got that. So that's your prediction for yesteryear. But I'm really curious about the Lorelei signal, and I'll give you one more little piece of info about it. Okay, I have I have been looking forward to showing you this episode since I started creating the list before we ever recorded anything. Okay, I knew I was going to want to show you this one. Okay, 
I think the Lorelei signal is going to be kind of something based on like the siren call of the, uh, that, like the, the, they weren't mermaids, they were birds who lured the men from the ships into their arms. And I think it's going to have something to do that. There's a, there's a signal out in space and it's like, oh, come here. And then it's basically a, just a Venus flytrap. All right. Um, well, we'll just have to see how close you were on those. Okay, I am going to wrap this up by saying I will not be tweeting out the two animated series episodes that I'm watching. So don't be looking forward to me filling up your feed. You can take a week off. I'm going to take a week off. And they're 30-minute episodes. It's kind of odd. I can only send out so many tweets at a time. It's just... It doesn't work very well for this format. I'll go back to doing it, and I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it for the movies either. That's a lot to be flooding uh, the feeds with. I don't know if anybody uh, wants to see that either. So I might do thoughts about sure, it. Sure, sure. And and uh, listen, for you, it may be one of those things where instead of live tweeting, because especially you're right with the. In fact, for both the the animated series and for the movies, for different reasons, it's so fast. And I don't want you, I yeah. don't want you to miss it because right because, I'm I'm like reacting I mean, and typing yeah. and there's then no B losing. plot for you to like have some downtime right. there's just no time for right. it um so so I totally get that and then as far as the movie goes watch the thing get get right? immersed That's in it what I want to do this is what it's supposed yeah. to turn those lights down pop some popcorn and enjoy the movies when we get to them and and part of what I wanted to do is I wanted to warn y'all. After the animated series, we're going to be doing Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan as a supplemental, and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, as a supplemental. But if you want to take the next few weeks, folks, to watch all six Star Trek movies... Merry Christmas to you! <laughs> Merry Christmas to you! This might be a fun time to revisit uh, Star Trek One, the motion picture, Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock, Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home. You could skip Star Trek Five, Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered... No, I should say Star Trek Five. Is it awful? You can say it's awful. The final, the final frontier, which um, not my favorite. Okay, movie. Star Trek Six, um, the one you talked about that we that's on our Star list. Trek Six, the undiscovered yes. country, and we will talk more about that when we get closer to that after we've done Star Trek Two, and that will be rounding out Kirk and the this crew. Although you know how things go in Star Trek, they'll be back. It's never really over. But this episode is over. Done and done. We will see you next week. We will see you next week. Enjoy watching the animated series episodes, uh, The Lorelei Signal and Yesteryear. And... Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's so weird. <laughs> he would be Spider-Man or he would be... No, he would be the actual Superman. Like Superman, Superman with the S on his chest, or Batman, or some. So he would he would be more like a like a superhero. All of that power with morals. He'd be Captain America only. He'd be Captain Federation. Sure, sure. <laughs> that would be a fun cosplay. Now that's a whole different kind of con. There, there, there's a there's a alternate reality con out there somewhere. We could just get him to be good right and, and stick him out there solving crimes for the federation 